All right, so what we've been in, we're going to get started. What we've been in for the past couple weeks is a series we're calling Starting Point. And basically what we've decided to do through the month of September is take kind of the foundations or the basics of the faith and just unpack them a little bit. So the very first week, we looked at the problem, which is sin. Last week, we looked at this idea that it's all about a relationship, not about rules. And then today, we're going to look at this idea of forgiveness. Forgiveness, or Jesus, if you want to just kind of generalize it and what he did on the cross. So I don't know if you know this, but I found this out when I was in high school, that those, those crack glow sticks, when, when we were in high school, we figured out these crack glow sticks, that if you break these glow sticks, and I don't know what you call the stuff inside, either glow juice or glow liquid, whatever it is. But what we figured out is that when you crack these glow sticks in half and you break it, and you take the liquid and you start flinging it on stuff, when the lights are off, if I had one, I'd show you. If the lights are off and I threw this glow liquid on the wall, it's all going to glow up. So we were throwing it on our socks, we were throwing it on our pants, doing all this different stuff, because it would just glow in the dark. As soon as you turn the lights on, it's gone. There's nothing there. You can turn the lights on, there's no stain there, there's nothing, it's just gone. So, like, how could it be that when the lights are off, all this glow liquid's everywhere, and you can see it on your clothes, kind of like under a black light, you, you can see it, and then as soon as you turn the lights on, there's nothing there. It, it's like it vanished. It's clean. It's gone. And we thought this was amazing, so every time we got a glow stick in high school, we'd break it in half when we were, when we were out late, and we'd start throwing it on our socks or clothes, and when the lights were off, it was great because you could see it, but then it made no sense during the day or when the lights were on because you couldn't see anything. And you can probably think of some times in your life when, when you've had this idea of like a glow stick where you wish it went away. There were moments that you made a mistake or, or you did something in life and you wish it was kind of like the glow stick liquid that you could, you could just have it happen and then all of a sudden it's just gone. Like nobody remembers it. Nobody even thinks about you doing that and, and you wish just some of these mistakes kind of vanished or went away just like a glow stick. Because the reality is we are sinful, broken people we saw that as the problem in our relationship. Sin entered into the world, and so we're sinful people. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to mess up. And we just wish, I think, that it would just vanish just like this glow stick liquid. That I wish what I did in high school, which I talked to some of you about when I meet with you or when I talk to you, there's decisions I wish I made or that I made in high school that I wish just kind of vanished. That I wish never came up. Wish that I never chose those. But that's not the reality. We're broken and we need to figure out how we're going to fix it. The problem is, is we can't do anything. There's nothing I can do that's going to magically solve this problem. Magically take away my sin. Magically make it vanish so that it never comes up again. But I think there's another aspect that I want to start at the beginning talking a little bit about is that probably each and every one of you, if I were to ask, there's been something in your life, and maybe even to this day, that you messed up, you failed, and you're still beating yourself up over it. You're still trying to figure out, how do I pay back for the wrong that I've done? How do I make it right so that, that what I did 
doesn't ever come up again. And so you're still wrestling with the fact that, that you've messed up, but you can't repay it. And you're trying to repay it. So you're trying to do all this good stuff or you're trying to not do anything wrong or have your parents find out so that you can prove yourself trustworthy since you made this one mistake. And so you're killing yourself trying to repay back the sin that you've committed. And so how do we stop beating ourselves up over it? How do we start coming to terms with being people that mess up, make mistakes, and that it'll be okay? We're going to unpack this idea for the next few moments. Jesus makes us clean. Jesus makes us clean. Okay? And here's a question that, that I ask a lot of people, and some of you I may even ask before. But, but I love to ask this question when I talk to people, and I challenge you to think about this here, at least at the beginning. Um, but if not, think about it the rest of today. If there was a moment or a day or, or some period of time that you wish you could take back, what would that be? What would that be? You know, if there's a certain moment that you can picture, a lot of times these moments we can vividly picture the exact moment where we were sitting, what we were wearing. What Was there a moment in your life that if you could go back to that moment and erase it, what would it be? Because I feel like we have a lot of these moments, and these are the moments that never leave us. These are the moments we can't get out of our head, that if I just would have done this one thing differently, if I just wouldn't have chose to do this, if I just wouldn't, and usually those have the most lasting effect in our lives. They're the ones that we made that decision, and it's given us this huge effect in our life that we can't get that out of our head. And it's probably going to make you maybe even feel a little uncomfortable. I don't want to think about it because I remember what it did to me. I don't want to think about it because I remember how I hurt so-and-so. I don't want to think about it because it was just such a bad decision and I shouldn't have even done it in the first place. And so we kind of push it out of our mind, but then we can't get it out of our mind. And so what then tends to happen is we do two things when we have sin that we can't get rid of or we feel like we can't get rid of. We either cope or we either compare. We either cope or we compare because the reality is when there's something in our life, sin, where we made a dumb decision, that, that it's not something that we should have done, we, we, we want relief. One of the biggest things that Satan wants to do in your life is have a decision that you made be thrown back in your face continually so you either feel guilt, you continue to feel bad, you have to feel like you need to do this, this, and this so that you can be proven trustworthy again, and he will do everything to keep shoving it back in your face. And so we're dealing with the fact that we made a bad decision over here, and Satan at the same time is continuing to throw it back in our face. We're always thinking about it. We can't get it out of our head. I can't believe I did that to so-and-so. And so he's battling on this side with guilt and shame. And we need relief. We need to figure out a way. How do, I, how do I get out of this? And so we tend to do these two things. We tend to cope or we compare. What are these two things? Cope, a lot of times, is, and it's kind of funny that, that this is a way we tend to get relief because a lot of times the way we cope is just another sinful thing. You think about a lot of people, especially uh, adults, but, but some students do as well. But, but adults, when, when they make dumb decisions or, or, or they mess up, uh, they run to stuff like alcohol, 
They run to stuff like smoking. They run to stuff like different relationships. And, and from the outside, we go, we know that's bad, but they're just trying to cope. Isn't it interesting that the bad decision they made, they're using more bad decisions to try to cope with that bad decision. That's what we tend to do when we cope. Now, hear me out. Not everything we do to cope is bad. A lot of times when I would make dumb decisions and I would try to cope with my sin, I I would exercise. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It is when that becomes your life and that becomes your God. But, But some things aren't necessarily bad. But a lot of times when we cope, we're running to something to find relief from a bad decision we made that usually tends to be something else that's bad. And so we don't find relief. So coping doesn't always work. And coping never satisfies because you're not dealing with the problem. You're just trying to shove it down further. So we cope. Compare. Here's probably the best one that I see a lot. And especially if you have siblings, it's probably the one you use the most. I did a lot growing up because here's what happens. You make a dumb decision. Then you go over and you, you, you watch your sibling make a dumb decision. And you say, well... Here, mom and dad, here's, here's what you got to understand. I may have made a dumb decision, but do you see, you see so-and-so over there? They made a much worse decision. Here's what I saw them doing behind closed doors. You didn't even see it, but I saw it. Or did you see what, what this guy did? I, I couldn't nearly do as bad as what that guy did. You watch the news, and you see all the terrible stuff that's going on all over the world, and you go, well, I made a dumb decision, but there's no way I'm as bad as that guy or that girl. And we try to justify our sin by comparing it to other people's as if our dumb decision is nowhere near as bad as theirs. And it doesn't seem to solve it either. So we cope and it doesn't work. We try to compare and it doesn't work. How do we get relief? How do we get relief? You see, just a few months ago, like in the middle of the summer, I woke up one day and it's kind of a weird spot, but like right behind my ears, I started to feel these bumps. And I was confused with like what they were. And so I kept feeling them, but it wasn't like itchy or anything. They were just kind of red. Um, and they were there for like a day or two and nothing happened. Well, then one day I wake up and all down my legs is a bunch of poison ivy. A bunch of poison ivy. And I hate poison ivy. I'm not allergic to it or anything. I just hate it because it itches and I know you're not supposed to itch it. So... When I was in high school, I would just itch it open and then pour alcohol on it so it would just like dry it out, thinking that would be good and that doesn't solve anything. So I didn't do that. And then I tried to put cal- calamine lotion on that. That doesn't work for me. It, just, it helps a little bit and then it goes away. And then my mom says, try this and this. And so I go get this stuff like tea tree oil. And she says, put that on there. And that's supposed to help. And so I did, did that and that didn't really help. And then though, so I'm trying everything. I'm like, anybody got any remedies? I'll try it. I just want to get rid of this. Then my mom tells me, go to, the, go to Walmart and buy this stuff called turmeric. Buy this stuff called turmeric. And I'm like, okay. So I go after like, this is like a week or two with poison ivy, constantly itching. I go buy this turmeric. I kid you not, probably two days it's gone. And she gave me the solution to how I find relief, but, but I'm trying all these different things. Well, why isn't this bringing relief? Everybody says, you know, you put this lotion on, it's going to work. You, you, you take this pill, it's work, and, and it doesn't bring relief. But there was a solution that somebody had to enlighten me that was going to help solve my issue of poison ivy. I just wanted relief, and, and my mom had the solution to what that would be. And, and I have the answer to how we get relief from the bad decisions, the sin we've made, and that's Jesus. That's Jesus. 
I know, it sounds like the Sunday school answer, but listen to these verses. He is so rich, Ephesians 1, verse 7, in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his Son and forgave our sins. Colossians 2, chapter, chapter 2, verses 13 and 14 says this, You were dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Then God made you alive with Christ. For he forgave all your sins. He canceled the record of the charges against us, took it away by nailing it to the cross. And then Isaiah 43, 25 says this. It says, I say, I, yes, I alone will blot out your sins for my own sake and will never think of them again. Here's what you have to realize. Back in the Old Testament, if somebody committed a sin or, or sin was committed, they had to, something had to be poured out. Something had to be poured out. Blood had to be poured out to show this kind of covering of sin. So, so they would have to go, whether it was a lamb, whether it was a goat, whether it was a ram, bull, dove, whatever it was, they had to go find something that they would then kill and sacrifice so that blood was poured out for the decision that they made. That's how it works in the Old Testament. Then Jesus did things a little different. Jesus said, when I come down from heaven into the human form, I'm going to be that sacrifice. I'm going to be the one that comes down and pours out my blood for you so you don't have to worry about this anymore. You don't have to worry about that dumb decision you made five years ago, yesterday, last week, six months ago. You don't have to worry about it anymore. Why? Because I'm going to pour out my blood so you can be freed from your sin, wiped clean. And, and I love how it says it in Isaiah, I will never think of them again. I'll never think of them again. You see, the problem with, with, with where we're at, I think, in our lives is when we commit sin or we make a dumb decision, we're trying to find every which way to find relief. When in all reality, Jesus came down, died on a cross, so you would feel relieved without anything. You don't have to do anything. You just have to accept what he did on the cross for you and say, Jesus, I believe what you did. You poured out your blood so I could be set free. And then what happens for a lot of us is I feel like, and I've experienced this in my own life, I feel like we feel we can't be forgiven. Well, Jesus can take away my sin for some of these things, but these big decisions that I made, these big bad decisions, He can't blot those out. Jesus came to take all sin on His shoulders. Not just the sins you want to pick, not just the sins you think should be forgiven. He died for each and every one of those sins. And we don't have to keep coping. We don't have to keep comparing. Because when He died, He took that sin and you're forgiven. You don't need to forgive yourself because Jesus has already forgiven you. Even when you don't feel like it, Jesus has you covered. And I think our problem is we don't always believe that. Because it is hard. I mean, how could Jesus forgive me for what I did to this person? How could Jesus forgive me for what I did to myself? But you just need to come to terms with the fact 
that God died on a cross, or Jesus died on a cross for you so that you wouldn't have to feel the pain of sin anymore, the pain of your bad decision. Now, I understand that's going to bring some guilt. It's going to bring some shame when you make a bad decision. That won't go away. But what you need to understand is you don't need to keep beating yourself up over that decision you made because Jesus paid it off. This is the foundation of what we believe. The problem is sin. We saw that. The solution is forgiveness. Jesus offered us the forgiveness that we now can accept for what we've done so He doesn't see our sin anymore and we don't have to feel bad about our decisions. Now make sure you hear me. Don't go commit a dumb decision or a sin and say, well, I don't feel bad about it. That's a little insensitive. You still made a mistake. You still messed up. You still got to own that. But you've got to know that it's not on your record anymore. Jesus has taken care of it. So stop trying to pay back for your sins. Stop trying to cope with your sins. Stop trying to compare to other people your sins and their sins because we're all forgiven if we believe in what Jesus did for us. We need to accept that. You're not always going to feel like you're forgiven. It's not this magical thing where you say, well, Jesus, please forgive me for this, and then you're just like, wow, I feel forgiven. No, you may feel a weight come off your shoulders. Well, I'm glad I confessed that, and he's forgiven me. Even though you don't feel it, you need to believe it, because it's the truth. A lot of times when I sit down with somebody, and I talk to them, and they're either struggling, or there's something that's in their past that they start to bring up. There's something that they haven't come to terms with where Jesus has forgiven them. And I believe each and every one of you probably still has a moment in their life that they can't believe that I committed this sin, or I made this decision, and I can't ever be forgiven. And Jesus has said, you are forgiven. Your relief is in me. You gotta just believe it. You gotta believe it. Jesus makes us clean. You see, it's kind of like this. And I'll close with this. It's kind of like this. We got this whiteboard here. And what we tend to do, say this was this was your this was your life. So we start putting our sins up there. We got liar, cheater, thief. backstabber, and you could go on and on with all the different sins. Here's what we usually do as we put all of our sins or our life starts to show all these different things is we start to try to stand in front of it. We start to go, okay, I don't want anybody looking at the different sins I've committed. So so somebody tries to peek around and we go, nope, 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 I got to block this. I don't want them seeing this. And we we keep trying to block it and, and we're trying to make sure nobody sees it. You see, and the reality is, is when Jesus comes into our life, when we recognize what he did, the blood that was poured out and we're forgiven, we don't have to worry about these things anymore because the reality is you think, oh, well, Jesus will just stand in front of it and he'll cover it. No, 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 no. When Jesus comes into our life, he he erases the board. There's nothing on there when he looks at you. 
Like it says in Isaiah, I will never remember them again. There's nothing there. It's almost as if he hit a reset button. Every time you sin, he says, you're forgiven. My blood was poured out. You're covered. You don't have to worry about it. So now we don't have to stand in front of it and try to cover it. We, We can walk to the side and say, wow, there's nothing there. That is so clean and pure and white because I believed in what Jesus did and he took them away from me. So I don't have to carry him anymore. You don't have to carry that sin that you've been carrying anymore. You don't have to try to pay back that person that you sinned against anymore. Because Jesus has given you the freedom you deserve. Willingly, because He loved you enough to send His Son as the ultimate sacrifice. You can be forgiven. You can find freedom. Rest in Jesus.